into the ring, feeling rosin under my feet, waiting for the sound of the bell. Some fighters say they're nervous in the ring. Others feel fear. But me, <laughs> I feel happy. I've been everywhere, seen everything, done everything. But most of all, I like doing what I do in front of a crowd. I like the sound of cylinders popping. I like the blur of faces at 90 miles an hour. I like the spray of dirt on a fast turn. Behind the wheel, I feel good. Suspended money. Smile of a pretty woman. I like life, and I like it now. I'm Jack Johnson, heavyweight champion of the world. I'm black. They never let me forget it. I'm black, all right. Yo, yo, peace and harmony, family. This your boy, Dead Frost. Welcome back to the Facts Over Feeling podcast, where we dropping facts and keeping all feelings aside. So, as I stated in um, episode one, we will start with an ancestor of the podcast. And today, I feel like speaking a little bit about um, the legendary Jack Johnson. Now, I know you probably like, who the hell is Jack Johnson? Well, have you seen the movie King Kong? Not the not the old, old ones and not the, um, not the new Kong Skull Island one. I'm talking about the one with the uh, KKK. I mean, the group of uh, white men that go to the island to basically do what they do. Invade other territories, destroy shit, steal shit, take anything valuable, you know. Um, in this movie, it was a filmmaker, um, that heard about the mysterious island called Skull Island, and he basically lied to a group of animal hunters and told them they was going to shoot a movie, a film in, uh, um, Southern Island, Southern Asian Island, uh, called Singapore. But in reality, they was going to Skull Island where to look for this mysterious, island in these creatures that supposedly live there and to speed things up they had a white girl for some reason this giant gorilla was attracted to the white girl and literally I guess like the white girl I I wasn't I never understood the reason why the giant ape was so obsessed with the scrawny little white girl but anyway um the caveman one of the cavemen or I mean one of the hunters on the on the voyage, fell in love with her, so, you know, Kong has her, he's not gonna leave her, he wanna save the day, yada, yada, yada. So, they end up basically chasing after him, and they catch him before, um, they end up, he, the, uh, one of the dudes that fell in love with her basically end up finding where Kong had, um, had the girl, where they was chilling at, 
they got the girl got to the back to the little gate and everything and before Khan could get the girl back basically they um threw some some sleep stuff in him made him fall asleep drugged him and bought him back to the states which I don't know how they got that big old gorilla on a boat from southern Asia all the way back to New York City which you know <laughs> that's right but anyway so yeah, if you've seen the movie, they capture him. He goes to New York City. They put him on display. Um, he breaks a loose, breaks out, start, you know, causing mayhem and everything. Go after the girl. He find the girl. He start chilling. And, you know, they try to kill him. He climbs to the top of the Empire State building and dies after fighting some Navy planes. And... Yeah. So I know you're wondering, like, what did that have to do with anything? Well, the, first, the movie's very interesting and I like it because it's about a giant gorilla. <laughs> and most importantly, the movie was basically based off of Jack Johnson, believe it or not. So John Arthur Johnson, born March 31st in 1878 in Galveston, Texas, better known as Jack Johnson, was the first black heavyweight champion of the world. Some consider him the greatest heavyweight of all time. He was basically Ali before Ali. And what I mean was he was a bad man. Like, bro used to get to laughing at his opponents while fighting them. Then get to whooping, whooping them. Then he would help them to, this, to their own corner. Like, after he done whooped them, like, he was very flashy. He wore nice clothes. He drove nice cars and always had women around him. And the most important thing is his career was basically based in New York City. So that's one of the relations with the movie and, you know, Jack Johnson. So I'm, I'm going to keep putting it together here. Just, you know what I'm saying? Just bear with me. Bear with me. So. He always spoke his mind to people, like to white folks. He didn't care about none of that. They hated him because he was so arrogant. It's a um, it's a story that one time he was driving down, he was speeding down a New York uh, City street, and he got pulled over, and the officer gave him a ticket for $50. And bro gave him 100 and the officer was like, I don't have change for this. And he was like, just keep it because I'm going to be speeding when I come back. So, you know what I'm saying? Don't even worry about it. Like, <laughs> bro, was he was like that. So he was famous. Um, he was the most famous and notorious black man on the planet at the time. At the height of his career, he was um, known for his interracial relationships with white women. So that's another, that's another coalition with the movie and his life. And also, you know how they try to say, you know, we came from monkeys and yada 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 that bullshit so that's another relationship with the movie and jack johnson's life so how they used to call us or they used to be yeah, basically they used to call us monkeys so they have a giant gorilla and you have this white girl and for some reason this giant gorilla is gentle with just this white girl but hates everybody else for some reason like nobody knows you just hates everybody he's just destroying everything else but when you see the little white girl now he's calm now he's 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 loving he's soft and everything so that's the 
that's the relation right there. And also, like I said, with the New York City, goes back to there. Now, I know you can be like, oh, he's reaching everything, but I'm telling you, like, <laughs> this, this is what they think of us behind closed doors. This is this is the movies and everything, and, like, that's how they do us. So the movies that we think, you know, that we don't really think about, oh, that could, that, that could you know, probably mean something. It, it, it really does. It's just a reminder of how they think of us and what they've done to us and what's what's been happening to black folks and if they do anything that white men or the white man doesn't like. They get real creative with the content. Now I'm telling you, like I'm I'm like, especially when it comes to black men and white women. Think about it. They make it seem like the white women are the black man's weakness, like like the black man to do anything for the white woman versus the black woman. They could easily put a black woman in there. So, I mean, at least, you know, it's a little relationship. Maybe she could have grew up on the same island or something, but they use this white girl for a reason. They give us all types of movies with black men and white women relationships. And most of them don't end up good for the black man. He always end up doing some goofy shit to protect her, end up dying for the white girl or like and get out the white girl part of the plot so you know what i'm saying so boom he still don't end up like he damn near died at the end like bro had to kill the whole family so <laughs> that's just you know what i'm saying how they literally that's how they think of us so they put in the movies and make all this money up uh, off the movies and low-key they're literally just making fun of black folks or they're you know they just talking shit basically behind the screen like you know, it's a joke that black folks always die first in the scary movies. That's that's for a reason. They 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 know they want to get ups up out of there. That's a that's like on our conscience. That's the first thing that we think a scary movie off a black person in there. They gonna definitely die first. Like that's damn. Why we gotta die first? But but anyway, back to um back to Jack Johnson. So um. If you heard of, um if you ever heard of Sonny uh Sonny listening in his background, basically they say he was the most controversy champ since Jack Johnson. So that lets you know how badass Jack Johnson was. Like he was definitely a problem back then. Um Johnson he fought professionally from eighteen ninety seven to nineteen twenty eight and even did some exhibition fights up to up until nineteen forty five. From 1902 to 1907, Johnson won over 50 fights. Like, bro was just running through them. Over over his 47 years of fighting, he only got knocked out three times. Literally. He won the title in 1908 and didn't lose it until 1915. And really, he shouldn't even have lost it then, but we'll get into that, we'll get into that later. So, as you know, back then, black folks wasn't that popular during that time. So, he wasn't really accepted as a champion very well. And, you know, all the white men hated him, especially because he was with white women. So, that really lit a fire in them. And they definitely wanted to get the championship, get his uh, belt took from him. They didn't want him to be nothing. They didn't didn't like that. So, they was uh, hoping for... uh, they started to call a great white hope 
And if you ever heard of the movie, A Great White Hope, it's basically about his life, literally in details. So their Great White Hope eventually was the ex-heavyweight champion in real life, James Jeffries, to beat Johnson in um, 1910 in what they call the fight of the century. But <laughs> you know how that go, you know, whooping. That's, you know what I'm saying? It's a couple videos, clips on tube. You can go look up. Uh, bro lost in the 15th round. Johnson was playing with him basically the whole time and got serious eventually and whooped him. Um, but what happened after this specific fight is very, very sad and unfortunate for our ancestors and just shows how the Europeans once again truly feel towards black folks. So the white supremacists and their dogs, the KKK, started to display their savagery ways once again and began to take out their disappointment on black folks across the country just because of this one fight. They was rioting, shooting black folks, lynching black folks, beating black folks. It was literally like a race war. So I know you're like, well, isn't that the normal? Yeah, it was the normal, but it picked up after this fight tremendously. So they're usually, you know, that's their usual pouting mechanism when something doesn't go their way or, you know, a black man works his way to the top to empower other black folks. They basically want to, they, I, I think that that's their way of trying to teach us a lesson. Stay in your place. Don't say nothing. Don't do nothing. You're not supposed to get too, too up on yourself. You know what I'm saying? Just stay in this box of being an entertainer. Don't do too much. Black folks being getting kidnapped, lynched, shot, falsely arrested, skinned, falsely arrested, skinned, beat to death, raped, you name it. Like, ever since we taught them how to wash their ass, <laughs> from my understanding, a white man literally has been jealous of the black man and woman. They understand how and what melanin is, so they know who the guys are on this earth, and they try their best to keep that information away from us and dumb us down as much as possible. They mistreat us. They give us religion to keep us away from connecting with, with the real guy, a.k.a. ourself, teaching, teaching us that all inventions come from white from the white race. Civilization came from the white race. Hell, shit. <laughs> They even uh, attempt to tell us we came from the white race in some ways. Like, I guess, you know, we just got darker over time. You know, I don't, shit, I don't even know. <laughs> they attempt to uh, justify slavery. They lie in the textbooks. They manipulate social media and television. Tell, lie, vision. That's what it, tell, lie, vision, television. It's, tells lies to your vision. But anyway... All this madness started because, like I said, a black man was the heavyweight champion of the world, and they couldn't find a white man to beat him. Like, it's pure jealousy. So they tried in other ways to, you know, attempt to bring him down outside the ring, though. Now, like I said, he used to whoop up on folks. All, you know what I'm saying? You seen how long, 1908 to 1915, how long he had the belt. So bro was like six feet tall, about 215 in his prom, you know what I'm saying, so he wasn't no, he wasn't no little, you know what I'm saying, a little scrawny dude, so the white women, 
the white women definitely love that, you know, the same way they love the brothers today. But to the white man, that's very intimidating. They they don't want their white women with us because <laughs> that's devaluing them. So they did, you know what I'm saying? They start to do everything in their power to bring him down. And and in 1910, a a congressman named James Robert Mann proposed an act which was passed by the Congress called the Mann Act. You can look it up. It's still an act today, I believe, Um, which basically is a federal law that criminalized the transportation of any woman or girl for the purpose of prostitution, debauchery, or any other immoral purpose, which by women, they only mean white women. They definitely don't, there definitely wasn't meaning black women back then because <laughs> this is, you know what I'm saying? I don't really like to talk about this, but it's a story of um the Hayes and Mary Turner story in 1918. Hayes was falsely accused, him and also and, uh, numerous other black males was falsely accused for murdering a plantation owner. So, you know, the mob or the KKK or whatever group of white men, whatever they want to be called, they went around and started lynching, lynching, uh, kidnapping and lynching black folks. They just started taking them out their homes and anybody that they knew that had any relationship to the plantation owner or uh, maybe had an altercation or anything, they just started lynching them, killing them, kicking them, kicking, you know, kidnapping them, taking them from their homes, they works, wherever they was at and killing them. So after they did uh, Brother Hayes, his wife, she was shitty. She demanded justice. She, you know what I'm saying? She went down to the police station and was like, these folks, they need to be arrested for what they did. And he didn't, he didn't do it. He was, he was innocent, basically. When they, they, um, when they lynched Brother Hayes' body, they left him hanging there for the whole weekend until Monday and they didn't even they didn't even cut him down until Monday. So he was just basically on display, like literally just basically on display. So Mary was eight months pregnant, by the way, when when this happened. So demanding, like I said, demanding justice and she said the members she wanted the members of the mob arrested for their crimes. And she she wasn't having it. But back then, you know, they was that that's the basically the same people the the mob governor police station they all the little same same thing just like they undercover today police is still the kkk so i mean um yeah so anyway back to the story uh so after she went down there and was you know pleading for them to get arrested or whatnot they didn't they didn't they didn't like that very well and they took to uh, pointed their attention towards her now. So they went after her. And I mean, she did try to run and escape, but remember she was eight months pregnant and they also had two other kids. So she couldn't really go far. Um, so she was caught by the mob, which was basically, like I said, hundreds of white, hundreds of white people. Uh, and now this, I'm going to get in a little detail. So kind of embrace yourself on this one. Um, so they tied her up. They hung her upside down on a tree, uh, by a tree. 
by her ankles. They drenched her with gasoline. They set her on fire. And they shot her hundreds of times. And they slit her, they slit her belly open with um, a knife that they used to use to cut the hogs open. They slit her belly open when they noticed that she was pregnant and the baby was in there moving. And when the baby fell out to the ground and the baby started crying, one of the members of the mob stumped on the baby's head. Then they cut her down and buried her and the child near the same tree that she was lynched on. And they marked her grave with a whiskey bottle. And you can look this up. Um, it's um, They actually have a marking for her death and the child in Atlanta. You can look it up, the, um, the Mary Turner story. So just so you can you can get a little background on that you could go even see this uh the sighting like i said so i just want to elaborate and give a little example of the system and how they make laws saying that you know like like i always said saying women but really they only mean white women because eight years later after the law y'all did that to a black woman so i mean yeah, it said for transportation, but I mean, damn, like, that, so just, y'all can still just lynching and set people on fire and whatnot, but they can't transport, you know, if he, like, Brother Johnson was going to get married. So, like I said, he was going to get married, so they went across the uh, state lines, so that means, you know, they found a way to convict him. Uh, he was on the way, he was going with his uh, soon-to-be wife, Lucille Cameron. And like I said, they convict him, uh, convicted him of the Man Act. He was sentenced to a year in prison, but he was released early on bond. But check this out. <laughs> he disguised as a member of a black baseball team and went to Canada and then later went to Europe as a fugitive and was a fugitive for about seven years. He um he defended his title a couple times in Paris before agreeing to his last title defense against uh, a big stocky white man named Jess Willard. And some say Johnson thought if he threw the fight that his charges would be dropped. So basically he yeah, he lost. And if and also this is on YouTube as well. If you look at the clip, it don't even seem like do hit him that hard for Johnson to be knocked out. Like it literally seemed like he just played it off and act like he was knocked out and just sat there and just laid there for the 10 seconds. But so, but unfortunately charges was not dropped, of course, and he had to do his time. And um, after, um, after he was released in 1921, he died in a car crash in 1946 at the age of 68. So that's a little, you know, little information for you about brother Jack Johnson, the first black heavyweight champion. You know, like I kept mentioning, you can get on YouTube, see some clips about him whooping boys, see some, um, some, uh, some boxers you may know, talk about them. And also, when you go back and watch the movie King Kong, just think about everything I, I said, the relationship between Jack Johnson and King Kong. 
and you can put them together. I just recently watched the movie as well, and it's it's so crazy. But um, like I said, it's how he hated white men off rip, but he loved the white woman. And if you noticed um, how literally he always showed his soft side to her, like he any anytime anybody else was around, he was so angry. But then when it was him and the white girl, he was just always calm and chill and you know, and the white man made him seem like the bad guy off rip for no no reason. He didn't do nothing. He wasn't even harming a girl. When they found the girl and they found her alive, they could have asked her, you know, well, you know, how did he treat you? What was he was he trying to hurt you? And she would have told him. He, he was chilling. He wasn't doing nothing. He was basically, you know what I'm saying? We was cool. And another thing they the only black people was the quote unquote native people and the um the cast for the play in the, in New York City that was the um that was the only black po- folks in the whole entire movie which once again was kind of weird so you telling me just all through New York it's just all white people like I'm talking about when King Kong broke loose it was no black people on the streets, driving, in the audience, nothing. Like, then they, then they made the white, the white folks, them on them white people, the white crew, they, they made them like they was gods. Like, how the hell are you going to capture this big ass ape with some strings and a hook? Literally. They captured a big ass ape with some strings and some hooks. And a white girl. I forgot. That's that was the other weapon. <laughs> they that was a weapon. The the white girl was a real weapon, to be honest. Um, cause anytime she was around, he would just seem to like he wouldn't have a brain. Like he just would do anything to get the white girl. And that just is very unrealistic. Like, I know it's a movie, but it's very unrealistic. Like everything in the movie, like when you when you really get down to the facts and everything about it, it's just very weird. Like, so now, um, so yeah, like I said, that was a little bit about Jack Johnson and the movie King Kong, how it relate. So now I'm gonna get into a little, um, let's get into a little social media, the main source of brainwashing. So first off, if you didn't know, social media comes from the Greek goddess named Medea, and she's the goddess of illusion. Medea, social media. Medea, social media. So it's a tool. It's a tool for some, and it's a weapon for others. It literally controls your thoughts, your mindset, and your outlook on life, and the way you look at other people in other parts of the planet, no matter who you are. So let's take a look at TikTok. That thing had you scrolling, just scrolling, looking at clips, scrolling for hours, laughing at essentially them their dumb shit. It's you got black people, black dudes on there doing some gay shit for you know just attention. Uh, you got girls on there, of course, doing you know what they do best. I ain't even gonna say what they do best because I don't really like all that shit. But on there, just shaking ass. 
then you got jokes about serious shit, but then they, like I said, they're making it a joke, so it's serious shit, but then they're making it a joke, which that's what some black folks are great at. They always taking something serious and trying to make it a joke, which, I mean, it's nothing, it's nothing wrong with having fun, but some things you should take serious. Like, it's not, everything's not a joke. Now, on the Instagram, same thing. Have you scrolling for hours, wasting time? You just on there for no damn reason. You just on there scrolling, double tap. Scrolling, double tap, wasting time. Next thing you know, you've been on that mug for two, three hours. Now you've wasted every time of your day doing nothing, looking at this phone screen. It'll have you in celebrities' business, like like it's your job, like like you the media. You supposed to, you know, some people, I know some folks, they think they know everything about a celebrity life, and they've never met this person ever, a day in their life, but they... Oh, just because they're from the same city or from the same state or something. They feel like they know this person in and out. Like, no, you don't know this person. You know of this person. It is a difference. Same way with if you haven't hung around somebody in a while, you don't know that person. If it's been multiple years since you guys hung out multiple times, you don't know that person. You know of that person. Or you, you know the old version of that person because everybody changed every day whether it's good or bad. But anyway, back to the, you know what I'm saying, social media. They have us comparing black greatness to other black greatness, a.k.a. the white man's tool for separation. That's its biggest tool. You you got, they got us so worried about, you know, LeBron or MJ or Jerry Rice or Dion or Tupac or Biggie. Like, to be honest, it don't matter. Just know they black at the top. They worked hard to get there, and they black, and they at the top. That's it. That's all we need to worry about. So understand this, like, white supremacy is all around us, even if we don't want to realize it in every little thing. <laughs> Everything with black folks is a competition against each other. That came from them over the white man. And social media is the biggest tool for that because they know people can't stay off their phones. Everybody should work on Dopamine fasting, which is a digital detox from social media, video games, listening to certain music, and even shit, even eating habits. Um, it's dopamine is a chemical that releases in your brain that basically that that makes you feel good. So like when you when you take a first bite or um uh, or you get some ice cream or something, you know the first bite or the first lick is just so it's just so good like. That mug you've been craving for that mug, you, mm, you know what I'm saying? That's that dopamine releasing in, you, in your brain. Um, also, when some people get on social media and they and they get to they get to seeing the the ass shaking and the you know what I'm saying, the women half naked and everything, or or they getting on there just watching um just drama or anything. That's that dopamine that's releasing in that you know what I'm saying that dopamine for some reason that excites them that. You know what I'm saying? That gets them the excitement that they need. So they essentially, like I said, they they start to need that that social media. A huge, a huge, a huge big distraction from the real problems going around going on in our state, in our country, and around the world. Like this Ukraine bullshit with the Russia. Like they not telling us that, you know, 
they mistreating black folks over there. They, you know, because Africa's been getting stripped of a resources deal to this day, like from from way thousands of years, never being talked about that. You know, black folks in this oh so great country being shot dead in the street, and women getting uh, coming up missing almost every day. It seemed like that's not being talked about, but Ukraine and Russia big 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 topic like you got to you know the bot biden he ain't even speaking about no real problems that's going on in the end it's the country that he's supposed to be the president of but oh we worried about ukraine and russia like instead they got us they got us focusing on white supremacy versus white supremacy and now america getting involved aka white supremacy so what is that that don't have nothing to do with it with african black folks they not they not showing that African students over there are being denied at the border as they try to escape from the war. They trying to get to safety. They not letting black uh, African students pass. They denying access at the train station for groups of African women, even some are pregnant. They not letting them pass, get on the trains to get out the country. They separating African people from white people and they letting the white one, the white group of people go and they they not letting the black folks go. They out there in the cold with babies, ignoring the black groups. But if you look at social media and watch the news, you would think Ukraine the victims and you know Russia's a bad people. And to be honest, we don't know what the fuck is going on. We don't know what's going on. They can tell us anything. I always bring up about the Ben Ben Laden and the Osama them. We don't know if they was real enemies or not. I strongly feel 9-11 was staged, but we ain't going to get into that. But they just always pointing people from other countries as the enemy. Like, do we really know if they the enemy? We just siding with the president and the government because they said so. That's why it's absurd for, you know, us to even care about this war. Because we got a war going on in America that's been going on for hundreds of years, and they, we ain't talking about it. That's not a topic at all. That's just the the new normal now, I guess. They give they give us they give us crumbs. They give black folks crumbs, and we go crazy. We ain't because we ain't never had nothing. So you know what I'm saying? We 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 need something. But in in reality, they not even giving us nothing. They giving us a little you know, distractions. Once again, like I said, that word, distractions. They gave us the Black Panther movie. And, you know, the kings and the queens, some of it was true and everything, but they made it like it's a fairy tale. They made it like it's not real. Like, like you know, it's imaginary, you know. And, I mean, in the vibranium, they, they you know, most of us don't even know vibranium is carbon. That vibranium that's used everywhere. The the producer of the film, he's white. The same dude that owns Marvel is white. That produced the movie Black Panther. So, and Disney owns Marvel. And you know, if you know the Disney, the history behind Disney and they racial, you know, racial history. That's. They just give you more evidence. Like, they they just, 
it's all part of the system. They gave us Obama. He was one of the worst things that could have happened to black America. Because he was just a smokescreen. Like, black folks during his turn was getting treated. It, you damn near, we went backwards when he was president. I'm talking about the list. If you look up the list of unarmed black folks that got killed during his term, it's it's over 20 that was on camera. It's a long list between, I believe it was 2019 and 2000, when was his term, 17 ended? I don't even remember, but if you look up the list, Oscar Grant III, Shem Walker, Victor Stem, he was tasered, then ran over by the police, Aaron Campbell, Ayanna Monet Stanley Jones, Derek Jones, Raheem Brown Jr., Derek Williams, Alonzo Ashley, Sharice Francis, she was suffocated to death by the police, Chantel Davis, Melissa Williams, she was shot 24 times, Timothy Russell, he was shot 23 times, Sandra Bland, we know her, we still don't really know what exactly happened to that queen, Jordan Baker, Eric Gardner, Michael Brown Jr., Dante Parker, Tamir Rice, Maya Hall, Philando Castile, and believe it or not, that's just a few of them. Like I said, it goes on during his term. I mean, yeah, black folks been getting killed, but I'm just, during his term for him to be the black president is crazy. And like it was nothing done to the president. I mean, not to the president, to the police. Obama didn't say nothing. He was, oh, yeah, well, it's unfortunate. You look at stuff in him, man, he's just talking that bullshit. Like, it was happening all across the country. Trayvon Martin thing, he he didn't do nothing. But he spoke up for the alphabet group, like I spoke about before. He, he definitely spoke up about that. Let that be known. He support that. Like, the boy middle name is, is Hussein. I'm cool. <laughs> and he ain't, that boy ain't black. They, that boy from Arabia somewhere. Oh, goddamn, I don't know. You know. I don't know why I ain't fucking with him. I never was. Like, so, but like I said, back to the media and social media, they they use it to their advantage, but it's, it's poison to the youth because it teaches them that only successful black folks are entertainers and, and puppets basically like they work they work for people they don't own anything they uh, they get a check from somebody it might be a big check but they still working for somebody they don't respect us to do anything else but be entertainment like like brian when he spoke up in 2014 about the killing unlike the president he white lady oh uh she she told him shut up and dribble He's not a politician. He shut up and dribble. Colin Kaepernick, he got told, stand up, take his money, shut up. And still don't got a job till this day. But, you know, Jay-Z is involved with the NFL, whatnot, and all this, and it's about to be changed. He got a damn halftime show. Whoop-dee-doo. Oh, my goodness. That was such a great show. Like... Then it was overshadowed by the white dude, Eminem, taking the knee. So, I mean, hey, I guess. I mean, it was a nice show, but 
it's it wasn't any progress in that. Like, I mean, we just once we already know we the best entertainers. We already know we gonna have the best halftime show. Like, we've been having the best halftime show. Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson, Beyonce. We've been having the best half. That's 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 nothing. Can we own a football team? Can we get a head coach? Can we get a, you know what I'm saying? Can we get something bigger, you know what I'm saying? Can we get some recognition like that? You know what I'm saying? They don't they don't show on social medias black lawyers, black judges, black scientists, black congressmen, black governors, black landowners, black business owners, which is very important for the youth, especially when they're being taught in school that, you know what I'm saying, all the great people and accomplishments came from white folks. And black people were just savages running around Africa naked with spears, killing animals, like, which that's actually their history, the Neanderthals. That's what they had to do to survive Europe and the Caucasus Mountains. Why Africans was building great civilizations. We had actual language. We wasn't speaking that ooh-ba-boo-joo-joo-boo boo, shit. That goddamn ooh, ooh, fire, fire, you know what I'm saying? We already knew what that shit was. You know what I'm saying? Like and like I said, the television, the TV, it's also, it's also a weapon. TV shows, movies, social media, music, that's they for, that's they for. Weapons that keep black folks in the loop, keep us in a box. They use all four of those as deceptions. So, the TV shows. They always, they they got shows with white families, black families. White families, they got legit good jobs, own business, got their own land, probably on a farm, you know, heli, heli acres, and they happy, and and they getting, they getting along and everything, but then you take, you know, the black shows, they, they live in the ghetto, they little to no money, no food, they struggling to get by poor living uh conditions like literally just struggling every day shootings killings that's what they drugs the violence that's what they show all that's any shows majority of the shows if it's all black family that's what they going through that'll make us you know black kids you know think very low of just black people like and think high of white people like oh so living nice is related to white people and the ghetto and living poorly is related to black folks. Me, that's not good. <laughs> they showing themselves as God, Jesus. Everybody white, that's good. It's, you know what I'm saying? Everybody good is white. Everybody bad is black. The movies, main characters, mostly be white. Most of, most of the movies, it's all white cast. Like, damn, ain't no, ain't no black people in the world. Damn, ain't no black people in the world, Craig. Black folks always got to die first, or we, or we being a servant. Like, you know what I'm saying? If 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 the black person is the main character or the superhero, they always got the white person that's the brains of the operation. Like if the uh, like the cartoon Static Shock, why the white? Why his best friend got to be white, and his best friend was the one that was the computer dude, Black Lightning. Black family, they all got powers, but goddamn, the the brains of the operation, a white old dude. And last but not least, they, you know what I'm saying, 
they also have us being sellouts, coons, Uncle Sambo's, like Samuel Jackson in, in Django. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's deception, manipulation, false advertisement. Oh, we, this, this our house, this big house bought Massa, this big house Massa, what did this our house? You serving him, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's not, it's not our house, it's his house, you serving. Not to mention, they also got these things called green screens and, you know, graphic designs, so it's all type of shit they could do on the internet that appears real and it's not. Like, it's this video of the baby, of a little baby. He looked like he's walking on the, on a ledge, you know what I'm saying, on the edge of a, I don't even know what it like, just walking on the ledge, and it looked like he can fall far down. And then they stopped it, and they showed all the effects, and the baby was just walking on a regular sidewalk. Like, they had the baby falling down, like, stumbling and everything. You think the baby about, to, oh, snap, where the... Where the parents at? Like, what? Why they letting this baby do this? It's just for views. It, it's nothing wrong. It's whole sidewalk. So, and music. It's also a weapon as well. The white people they look at us as a joke. This is they 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 only let us get into the entertainment business for a reason. They were a joke. Promoting promoting rappers like NBA Youngboy and Kodak and Cardi B and, and City Girls just speaking about, you know, just killing black folks or telling our young black girls that they don't need to know how to cook or clean as long as they have a, have the best vagina. Like, like, that's not what every female has. Like, that, that doesn't make you special. Like, I'm, I'm not... I mean, not down you. I mean, that does make you, you're a woman, so you are special, but that doesn't make you better than the next woman because you have the best vagina. Like, what does that even mean? Like, how do you have the best? I don't, I'm not, I don't even understand that. Like, like, if your private area, that's, it's called your private area for a reason. That's your private sacred area. It's not for everybody to know about or to be seen or, you know, like, we know you have a vagina. You're a woman. You don't. <laughs> but what more do you possess? Same for our brothers. You know, we, yeah, we ain't off the hook either. You know, we out here doing goofy shit too. Like stealing from the same people that live in our neighborhood. That That's causing problems. Bro, why are you going to go across the street and steal from them? Then you got to see them every day. Beefing with people that live the next street over. You got to go that way to the store, bro. What's the point? Stop it. <laughs> it's, you know what I'm saying? It's being stupid. Listen to the music that only speak about drug use or, or you know what I'm saying? Like I said, killing is is just, you know, because they claim a different gang or a different group of people. Or they hang out with people that you, you don't get along with. Come on, man. Then don't go around them. It's stupid. It's dumb. It's, it don't matter who you are. Like, it influences you. If you watch and you listen to that, whether you realize it or not, it does influence you. It has an influence on your brain, your consciousness. The folks that say, oh, I just I just listen to it because of the beat. No, you don't. Listen to the instrumental. That's the beat. The Kodak song, that, that Gremlin song, I don't like the words to it. Guess what I got on my phone? The instrumental because it go hard. Every time it come on, I'm a rapper. 
I'll be changing the words. I still use the superstar part. Remember, we was cracking, but I'll be changing the words up. I'm a rapper. I listen to the instrumental. I really like the beat. I don't care what he talking about. I take what he talking about out. It's a distraction. I don't want to hear no, I knew the pill was fake, but I took it anyway because I'm a grim. Like, bro, what? wait a, what a, wait a minute. I'm not taking any pill, sir. And if you knew it was not a real, why are you taking it, bro? You wouldn't if you would have died in everybody. Oh, Kodak, you were such a good person. But he out here telling y'all he taking fake pills, bro. That's dumb. Like, come on, man. Like, go read a book. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like a, a, a instrumental. And go instead of watching the toxic uh the toxic TV shows, go read a book. Go read go get a drama book if you like the drama shit. Go get go get that. Like find something that interests you, that benefits you in life or that'll help you in life or that relates to you, you know, instead of watching the TV shows that they got the women on there fighting and arguing over dumb shit and spending their superstar husband's money and just embarrassing themselves on TV, like, that's, it's just absurd, like, and that, like, that all ties into self-discipline, like, I actually have a little brother, and he often tells me that reading is boring, and I'm like, bro, how is reading boring? You gotta read to learn how to do stuff, like, to be able to play the game, you, you had to read something, you don't just know how to play the game. You're reading something, bro. So find books, physical books that interest you so you can be able to read, sit down and read, get off the game, like free your mind. So that, that'll help you, like just with daily things that'll sharpen your mind. Like today, I I have about 15 books. Two years ago, I didn't think I would ever want to read on my free time. I ain't like the Romeo, Juliet, none of that stuff they taught us in school. I thought that's what the books was. I didn't know that they had books about me and my people and stuff that actually interests me. And, you know, now I'd be shitty if I don't get at least an hour a day to read <laughs> because I really am interested in reading books now. So I just strongly believe it's just about getting books that, about stuff you interested in if it's, if it's cooking you know or like I said drama books so you know you can still get that excitement of the drama but also but you're reading it instead instead of watching the tv sitting there not doing anything you know also exercising that's a big part of self-discipline as well like social media and the news tell you it's, it's, it's fine not to worry about those things like as long as you're you know because you're working so that's a workout no it's not no, just because you go to work does not mean that's work out. You need to go break a sweat. Go, you know what I'm saying, get to get your muscles, get your legs moving. Because playing games and watching the TV shows, it just stiffens you up. You know what I'm saying? Your muscles, like, you start to get old or younger. Like, it's crazy because they got us being lazy and sitting in the crib, not wanting to do anything and sitting on the social media apps and just scrolling for hours and, we watching other people that look good and we just, you know what I'm saying, wanting to look like them, but we not doing nothing to look like them. Like, yeah, they making the TikTok, but they working out making the TikTok. Go do that. You know what I'm saying? 
filter filter your social media so then it's only things that benefit you in life. I personally I unfollowed all the rappers, all the 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 city girls, the the half niggas. I unfollowed all them. I took them off all my timelines, everything I got. I still have social media. I limit myself. I have a, the uh, thing on my phone where it lock it. I mean, I can unlock it, but it, that's a self discipline in me. If I've been on it too long for the day, it that mug lock it, and it's a total for all the apps. So I I believe it's like four. It's like three or four hours for the whole day. If I'm on too, if I'm on social media too long, it locks the app, kick me out. Because I don't need to be on there that much. It's not that important just to be on there scrolling. If I get on there, if I need to post something informational, I post it and I get off. I do something else. I I read books. I meditate. I go try to exercise. I'm trying to do active things like trying to get my little brother to get off the same thing, bro. Just he love to play the game. It's eight. It's Apex or uh, I don't even know the other game. Um. Shit, yeah, I don't even know the other games, but just all that is just it's just poison for our youth. And as young adults, if we're addicted to it, that's just making our kids see that and they're going to get addicted to it. So that's not helping the change. Like we need to start teaching them ourselves. If we reading books, they're going to see us reading books and they they just going to automatically want to read a book. Like it's this video with I believe it's Chad Johnson and his son. He was working out. I think his son was, little bro didn't even look no older than, what, four, three? And he was doing the workouts with, you know what I'm saying, with Pops. Just he was, I mean, he wasn't doing them perfect, of course, but just because he seen bro doing the um the rope thing, the ladders. He's doing, he walking, doing the ladder thing. He, he messing it up, but he doing it just because Pops doing it. You know what I'm saying? He doing the jump rope. Try to do the little jump rope, little small little jump rope. Try to, and then they show like, I guess it was like two, three years later, still working out with Pops. They going back and forth now. Uh, he do the ladder. Uh, son, time to do the ladder. Uh, dad, time to do the ladder. Uh, they working out together. He's young, starting him off young. So now that boy going to be, that boy going to be good. He disciplining himself. He He's working himself. He don't need, you know what I'm saying? He's learning young that working working out and, and, and practicing and sharpening your mind and things like that, working at your craft, it, it will benefit you. So that's very important. That's something that they don't really teach us in school. Like they just try to whitewash everything, teach us about white everything. So that's why, again, it's important to teach our kids outside of the school. Read to them. Um, teach them, make sure they know the alphabet. Stop, stop letting them listen to that, the the low vibrational music, the rap music and everything. They they shouldn't know more uh celebrities, rappers and, and stuff like that. They shouldn't know more of those than they know more more vocabulary words. They should know how to uh, say a whole sentence and speak a whole paragraph before they know a full song. And if they are listening to music, listen to let them listen to some R and B to the stuff that you know make you make you move. That I be telling people, yeah, turn on some temptations. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You ain't gotta play the freaky stuff back then, but turn on the stuff that make you move, make you step the two step to step step. It's a side to side. It's around and round and dip the ground. You know, get you, you know what I'm saying. Make me need to do the last line. You know what I'm saying. So like, 
So it's like stuff like that. Like just, 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 just think about that. It's very important on their brain subconsciously, and the every little thing they're paying attention to and they notice. So I'm gonna go ahead and get up out of here. I feel like I've <laughs> discussed a lot. Um, I'll be back soon and probably another week or two with another episode. So make sure you tune in. This your boy Frost. We checking out. Hope you enjoyed it. And I'm out. We came in chains. We came in misery. Now all our suffering and pains are part of history. We came in chains. You must remember that. For that and that alone explains exactly where we're at. We came in chains. We came as living loot. So you could boast slave gotten gains. We've grown beneath your boot. We came in chains and how our blood was spilled. Together with our sweat, it stains this nation we helped build. We came in chains. We didn't volunteer. And yet today the fact remains we'll still held captive here. We came in chains. Now I say cut us loose. Though that may go against your brain, still there's no excuse. We came in chains. Now who down there is going to bear the cost? Till every one of us regains the freedom we have lost. We came in chains. And now your choice must be to either blow out all my brains or else you'll set me free. Oh, <laughs>